0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: Hello, 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 CMOS girlies. We are coming at you live from Kate's apartment. This is a IRL podcast moment, which we haven't done. I literally think since like last
2: spring when we were podcasting twice a week, shout out to the voice memo girlies. If you knew us before a transition to the CMOS domination. Um, it's episode 66. It's a Sunday. Emma and I are both back on a vendor of just hanging out with each other for 48 hours on end.
1: Yeah, we have not been this psychotic in a second. Also, this is like the first time where like we haven't been tied down to anyone or anything. So now we're just free back to just being silly billies together.
2: No. <laughs> Today That's yesterday has been a day. Uh, At least
1: past, like 12 hours. Yeah. I think I'm in
2: 24. Yeah, so it, Saturday <laughs> yesterday we hung out. If you're listening to this now, it's Tuesday and the memes are fucking back. The memes
1: are back, bro. We have been making the memes. We have been mining some uh, incredible content. I hope you are laughing, sharing, doing all the things that
2: you should be doing. I need like all these to go viral. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, let us know if the sound quality is better. We get so many hater reviews. Like Kate is talking louder than Emma. The voice is bad. They sound like their microphones suck. Yeah, bro. That's because we don't have microphones. We talk through Zoom. Zoom. And I've, I have a piece of shit computer that is like the worst Dell laptop you can buy, find on the internet. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just a rock. And we record a resume, but now we're together. So our audio should be better. We're like sitting two inches apart from each other. Our so voices should be like the people. same. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, just a quick poll if you can tell whose voice is who. Cause I feel like some people, I listen to podcasts and I don't really know whose voice is who. So if that's a fun question for you. But anyways, back to the real stuff. So it's Tuesday. The memes are back. Emma sent me a weird as fuck video one of these nights this week of, um, I don't, it'll probably be on the meme page. It'll be the first one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, where the fuck did you get this video? Why is there like grimes playing in the background of this? So then I thought, okay, shit, I got to get some videos too. I search Bradstall movie on YouTube. And then I go to Instagram story. I'm not going to tell people how we make the memes, but you can kind of fucking guess if you don't have a rock. If you don't have brain. brain
1: cells, I'm. that's on you. It's, it's not, really that's a problem, not a meme. We've gotten
2: some DMs from people like, how do you guys make memes? And I'm just like, why are we asking here? Come on, come on. Um, like, it is sad that we have followers. Yes, I am. I attest to that, that it's sad that 20,000 people are live laughing and loving along with us, but it's not that I wouldn't complicated. want it any other way, though. Right. So now the memes are a video. We're pivoting to video, I guess. Short form
1: content. um
2: So there's going to be a lot of music, but it does add an extra layer for us to make memes. Like, you have to find a song that's funny and quirky and stuff. But we hope that you guys share it to your story. And I hope by the time we're listening to this, we somehow have gained like 10,000 followers. You know, the follower count doesn't matter. It's truly the engagement. That's actually like what we really care about. It's the, it's the engaged CMOS girly Collective. So the memes are out. This podcast is live, episode 66. It's a Tuesday. By the time you've seen this, you probably have also seen that Emma and I have been up to a little bit of something with the video cameras. We are on
1: a home
2: video school project tour yes. live ex- experience. Uh, I've been calling it the CMOS Girlies Movie. I, don't, I mean, See I'm, the movie yeah you guys are probably expecting way too much out of it but it could be just what you wanted uh someone asked me if i'm making if we're making a youtube video or no. a youtube channel no, no. something better something and something bigger better. i mean we could re, you know we can use these video cameras in the future like let's say
1: except mine is fucked
2: up and broken yeah emma's is upside down <laughs> i don't know what happened but yeah so we've been filming stuff and i'm editing the video now it'll come out to you when it comes out to you do not pressure me or i could delete all the footage <laughs> i'm kidding i wouldn't but yeah it's a really cute video and it'll explain a lot of what we've been up to this past month while there have been this meme breakage and the podcasts are still live and like you know the same format the memes are now back so we're back nature's healing we're back to business we just needed a little mental break and we do feel more energized i think it was good for us to have time off and like reflect about you guys probably think like oh they just post memes like no we take this too seriously um we treat it like a growth. business
1: as we fucking should as two
2: girl bosses yeah so by the time you see the video you're gonna learn a lot about us what we've been up to and um yeah you know that's all we got to offer and we're happy that you guys we have you in the community and we hope that we you guys like us
1: yes and so um getting into today's episode we are going to be talking about wellness as a young person how it can be like alienating you know everyone I think pretty much in Geneva. The main like age range is like 18 to 24. This is like the prime time to be like messy in your 20s. Like go to parties, get blackout drunk, have like kiss random people. Yeah. But
2: no, most of us are just drinking ashwagandha yeah it's also we're in a pandemic Mm -hmm. um and i think that's another factor that has kind of like escalated i feel like the feelings of fomo and like missing out like if wherever you live the covid guidelines are a little bit like more relaxed you're probably like oh my god it's like my only chance to go out we've been inside for three years because i feel that way i'm like oh my god the pandemic took away my 20s like i'm so like sad about that um also wait we didn't even talk about what we did yesterday and today okay Okay. (laughs) so so okay it's sa- it's sunday so Emma and i made a plan to link yesterday to film this video project that you guys will see soon we ate potatoes we ate potatoes mm-hmm. and ice cream uh you guys probably saw some our- people
1: eat pastries we eat potato sundays yeah
2: they're pretty good uh we haven't done one of those in a while Mm-mm. and then we were playing around with bob's red mill the little um <laughs> the-, the bobblehead guy we should honestly make bobbleheads of ourselves. i mean that's a little bit like narcissistic but i think it would Ooh, gives funny. Shit. i want just like awesome i just want us and bob just like hanging out you know mm-hmm. um so maybe we'll do that one day tbd but we did that and then we parted ways at like 10 mm-hmm. and we sent out a form that you guys have filmed out i guess they already know what supple is at this point so welcome to supple you don't know much about it but the video will explain what supple is basically so if you sign up with your email to that form you'll be getting the video link uh, it'll be a private little link you can watch it and revel in our video magic and see our fucking faces if you never have before and then we decided that we were going to go get brunch today on Sunday at our, one of our new spots. And I don't know if we should gatekeep it or not.
1: Um, it's in the Lower East Side. That's
2: all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You can get it's brunch. In a, it's in a building. So I'm not, not vegan anymore. I think some of you guys still don't know that. So while well, we were vegan in New York, there's like three places you can fucking eat at. You uh, can eat at Champs Diner, You can eat at Zoe's and you can eat at Petrasauter. <laughs> I forgot about Champs Diner. Holy shit. Yeah. So we're now open to all foods, meat, bacon, cheese, whatever. No give me the pork no products. restrictions at all so we ate like what the fuck was it is it eggs it was or-
1: called Oleg. O O L E G. o-l-e-g
2: it was like it truly was um like stuffing like literally yeah. like savory like mexican stuffing with like barbecue pork and like three eggs on top and like chunks of bread and then we got two pancakes that were mid one were of them was like marshmallow s'mores and the other one was bacon and like peanut butter like what and we got coffee. like true Midwest behavior and then we got bacon on the side and it was like this establishment it was all like blue-collar dudes working and like three men made different comments like oh you guys ate so much like, like clean plate club you yeah know, got, like a gold, gold star. star and I was
1: like yeah be- okay and I talking about this I think like if you were once vegan you're so used to like volume eating that it's like yeah. I can like eat so, so much. much because like my body is just like, so you see literally eating lettuce. potatoes. Yeah. Like if
2: you were ever in the freely banana camp, like it's so hard. I think now, like I, I know so many people that just eat a granola bar and they're like satiated for five hours. And I'm like, actually I'm not like, I, I can't do that um So we got all the food, and then we also had our video cameras there. And they were like, "Oh, nice home video." And they were obsessed that we were
1: from the Midwest. We had to like show
2: our fucking IDs and whatever, yeah, vaccine cards. So
1: then we wandered
2: around, and we were actually going to order more because we were still hungry. They gave us the do not underestimate two girls and our appetites. And they they gave us the bill before we said we were like done eating. And I was like, okay, well we can't really like start a new tab. This is so fucking weird. So then we decided like let's just wander around and go somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. we like stopped in a few establishments, underwhelmed, underwhelmed by everything, of course. And it was like midday on a Sunday. Everyone is out like for their drunk brunch. Emma um and I were like entirely sober, just in like, you know, have, went to bed at 10 p.m. with her magnesium yesterday, full of energy. Um, so we wandered for a good three hours and we decided we hated all the places we stopped by. And both of us were going to part ways to work out. And then we had to record this podcast. We we're going to do it at like 8 p.m. Like, what are we thinking? And we were walking around going to go buy coffee. And I was like, bitch, we both have, like, let's just go back to my apartment and let's record the pod and then let's go be dinner. Yep. So Emma and I are in our boyfriend era where we're each other's boyfriend and we're just spending the (laughs) days together like just as if we were just a significant other so we're going to get dinner later at um what's it called Kanji Kanji village. village. Emma's been there before. I have not. So I, I think it was there like last Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. The ambiance seems great. Um, maybe we'll record more video clips there and include it. You in guys
1: will probably see some content on the stories. Yeah. We been sharing slide. our
2: secret little lives. The, be- the, the Literally, it's been the best past 24 hours in both our Instagram stories. It's just been the most random. Like, I don't know. We're one, hogging up all the feeds. Everyone's feed. No one slid into my DMs asking about the ice cubes and the potatoes. <laughs> but like, that <laughs> serves a lot of fucking questions um also I was shocked I didn't get more dms like oh my god Ty Haney commented on your post yeah we've been communicating with her in ways um we got homies lined up to support Mm -hmm. our CMOS universe so watch out for that collab possibly um but that's our weekend you know we've been thinking a lot about kind of how it ties to this podcast with like social alienation yesterday Emma and I were talking about like god it sucks when like it's cold outside You feel like you're an introvert. You don't want to go out. You don't know how to make friends. Is there even a way to make friends now? Yeah. So we were struggling yesterday. We're like, okay, when we were in college, like our weekends used to be so much more packed because we had homework to do and assignments. And now like once you're in the real world, like working a nine to five and having a full time job. A lot of people get like blackout drunk to just forget that they go to work on Monday. And Emma and I don't do that. And the weekends feel like they drag on sometimes. Mm-hmm, like if, I'm just like so fully alert. I'm like, okay, I already did my groceries. I did laundry. Like I'm going to bed at 10 and I don't have- Like I really- don't treat
1: my weekends as like a weekend. Like yeah. I feel like most people are like, oh, nothing matters. Like no rules exist. Like I'm just gonna like, lay around and like not think about yeah, do anything time or anything but like that's like
2: always on my mind <laughs> yeah unfortunately we're preoccupied so we had a little spiral yesterday as well so i think today was our our break from mm-hmm. us trying to
1: relate to the normies
2: yeah we were walking around pretending like we're with our like massive friend group of people um and yeah we're just gonna finish off our day with like some asian meat later so that's that's in the sea girly fashion but Let's get into the questions you guys asked a lot in Geneva. Um, Once again, if you guys are new here, hello, follow the meme page, listen to the podcast, go sign up for our community platform, because that's where you're going to learn about everything. If you're interested in this little video project we're doing, you better be in Geneva, the CMOS Girlies app linked in this podcast, or you will not watch the video. We're not releasing this to the fucking masses. It is exclusive. The community aspect is very important to Emma and I. So we're gatekeeping. We are gatekeeping. So you have to sign up for the community app. It's all free. I also got some DMs like, is there an age requirement? And I was like, no, Whoa. you could be five. I don't care. <laughs> Get some young. This doesn't kids. sound like
1: only fans shit. This is like us like literally trying to talk into a 50 dollar camera from amazon yeah like don't worry we are about like
2: it. in like brandy melville yeah like don't worry about it but yeah i got some dms recently that people are like oh is there an age like you have to be 18 to join your platform oh interesting i yeah. thought you were talking
1: about there was an age
2: restriction to watch the videos like why would there be oh no one? yeah emma and i like naked a fucking video to sell you <laughs> uh, guys no shit. anyone can
1: join geneva i think you probably have to be 18 like in their terms and conditions but like no, we, oh, you know, we have a cs girl you just have 14. to have a phone number you yeah. need to have a self like a number associated with you. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, so if you're like 12 and don't have a phone, well, I don't know how else you'd be listening to the podcast on your mom's iPad. Yeah,
2: bring back iPad kids. I love I wish I had, dude. Not. I just start walking around <laughs> New York City
1: iPad with wired headphones and like carry it. I need that in my life. That'd be like an arm workout,
2: though.
1: I'm down for it. Listen, listen. We're gonna do a live tweet reading at the end of this, but I tweeted something that was like really like yeah, important, did. and it kind of ties to that. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of you treat new-
2: everything like a workout. Basically, there's a new a lot of you girlies never have heard a live podcast, um, uh, a tweet or live tweet reading. I'm gonna have private twitters, and like some of you guys request me, and I have no idea who the fuck you are. No offense, you're just not gonna get in to my twi- Twitter. You can try it again. Um, I think we should make new names, though. Yeah. So like our first iterations, the second episode of the podcast. Sorry, this intro is also very rambly. I don't really care. This is our podcast. Mine was vegan made and Emma's was spirulina lady. Now I am vitamin E girl and you're Miss Ketosis. Ketosis. I think we need a third iteration.
1: Yeah, we're in our like new
2: era. I'm going to be like gelatin girl (laughs) (laughs) or magnesium mama. (laughs) peptide baby. Yeah, probiotic. I was going to say pussy. (laughs) Probiotic. probiotic princess no because we were both like pfizer princess we got vaccinated um we'll do some psyllium husk something (laughs) we'll think about that that'll be towards the end of the podcast um but yeah let's get into episode 66 yeehaw our next partner is a product that emma and i take every single day i started taking athletic greens because i wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I
2: never knew was possible.
1: Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell
2: you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day.
1: You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
2: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, Seamoss girlies, did you know dates are hot right now? No, no, we're not talking about dinner dates with your crush. We're talking about these delicious, sweet superfruit. We're here today with our friends at
1: Julie's. Dates are trending and for a good reason. Julie's dates are a perfect sugar sweet swap
2: as you ditch refined sugar and start your new year strong. They may look ugly, but they taste like caramel and they're loaded with antioxidants and they're low in the glycemic index, so they won't make you crash. Dates are delicious on top of a dessert potato or a bowl of oats. Julie's dates have more potassium than a banana per ounce, so they're good for recovery for our fitness girlies. These dates come in the cutest boxes with sustainable packaging, and they're farm organically grown as well, which will make you smile. So if you want to try out Julie's, you can use code CMOSGIRLIES at
1: checkout for 20% off your order. Now back to the show.
2: All right. Wellness as a young person. What's up to our young people? So Emma and I are a little bit older now, more (laughs) mature. We've been through college. We've been through high school. I didn't really give a shit about wellness until maybe the past few years. So I didn't really care in all of high school. So can't speak to that dynamic, Um, what it would be like to take supplements when I was 12, I guess, or something like that. But I think the biggest pinpoint that a lot of you guys are going through is college. So Emma and I both went to school in New York city, which is definitely a unique environment compared to the normal traditional college experience. Like NYU, there's kids that are just like filthy rich that go out for brunch every single day. And I think that was the way that I felt the most alienated coming from the Midwest. Like Emma and I talk about this off the pot all the time. We are talking about this in our walk today. Like my parents would never just allow for us to go to expensive restaurants and like, Order takeout from Sugarfish and like buy groceries from Whole Foods, even mm-hmm. like. I would just microwave like pizza and eat like chicken breasts and potatoes for dinner. Like very Midwest. My brothers
1: and I literally were eating like
2: hot dogs that we cooked in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. So I never really had like, I think a lot of people that listen to podcasts too have had like parents that are into wellness, mm-hmm. um, which has influenced how they eat and like what, you know, what food is in your pantry. Like I didn't, I didn't know what an omega-3 was when I was 15. I wasn't like selecting snacks of like, oh, this one has like ashwagandha in it and this one has coconut butter in it or something it was just very normal standard american diet food so then when i moved to college and i like realized like all these kids were just like charging their parents credit card to like do all these crazy lifestyle things this is probably more just true to like being in new york city than anything but that was the most jarring thing where i was like holy shit i can't keep up with the joneses like i have to like go get a job in order to like go get brunch from jack's wife frida with these like girls that I barely know. So at that point I was like, Oh God, I don't think I'm ever going to be in a friend group. Like there's some people that, you know, who we're talking about. Yes. (laughs) This is how actually how Emma and I became friends. There was like a group of girls that would go out and get brunch all the time. And we never
1: went and we were like associated with this friend group, but we never like Actually went and like did any of the activities with them because like a so expensive yeah I I I can't spend or justify like spending seventy five dollars on a plate of pasta yeah on my and like on my parents
2: credit card yeah I would have felt my parents would have yelled at me yeah I would have been like killed um so that was like an interesting point where Emma and I became friends through that because we were like yo we cannot keep up with this group and then get our nails done and hairs done and like go just drop and I think Kate and I also
1: like are very similar in the sense of like we like to be like productive and also like. Like, I, like, always, like, grew up having a job. So it's, like, I was always working and everything. I think, yeah. like, just, like, having that sense of, like, being, like, fulfilled
2: through, like, other endeavors. Yeah, and I'm not going to say the word productive because we're going to talk about, like, toxic productivity, which I think Emma and I are both, like, culprits of. We, yes. do, we do have this ingrained in us that we have to be doing stuff at all the time, which I've been working to undo. Like, today, for example, like, I thought, like, okay, I need to, like finish something for content. I need to finish this um, assignment that I have for another brand. I need to edit this podcast. But then I was like, okay, it's a Sunday. I'm 23. I actually don't fucking have to do it. So I think when I say off the cuff, like, oh, I want to be productive on the weekend when you guys probably cringe and think that's really annoying. I think we just mean balanced and routine oriented. Like I like waking up at the same time on the weekends versus the week. I like just eating kind of the same stuff. I like
1: And I think it's just like a way to have like some sense of control in your life. And like I think like everyone has to like be like in control to like some degree and like that just like, it's going to
2: require, you know, different things for different people. Yeah. I think for me, if I have too much of an imbalance between like my weeks, like let's say I wake up at 6am to go to the gym on the weeks. And then on the weekends, I'm like just not doing any of that, that balance between like the really intense week and then the super relaxed weekend might work great for you. That just doesn't work well for me. Like I would prefer to just have like, an hour to chill during the week than just like such an imbalance. So I think when we say like routine on the weekend, that's what we mean. It's not like you have to like go do like, like eat spinach on the fucking weekends and like not have fun. But I think that's just something we've grown into. And also like, once you have a job, you really just don't have all this like free time to fuck around. Um, Like I cherish the time that I have to just be an idiot and like really think about how I want to spend that time. Um, Versus when I was in college, I think like It was busy, but it was a different type of busy. I think the most free that I ever felt from time was right when I quit playing college volleyball because I had to, you know, you had to learn, like I have to lift twice a day. I have to do my homework and go to class and go to work. So when I didn't have to go to volleyball, I had all this free time. And so when when we get a lot of time management, Tips too, And I think that's really hard for us to advise because I don't know what your extracurriculars are and what's important to you. But that's why I think the weekend schedule is something that is important, right? Mm -hmm. Not saying you have to fall down the the stupid that girl aesthetic and like roll out your, your yoga mat and like be super aesthetic with your weekends. But I think it is good to have like some goals or like tasks you like want to accomplish on the week. Um, Emma and I were just talking about Sunday scaries and I just don't feel like I ever have them because I feel like I did enough on the weekends to prepare for my week ahead. It doesn't like, and I don't hit- like ever, like, I mean, allow myself or like, I don't
1: even like, I always feel very like level-headed throughout the weekends. Like I don't feel like disoriented or like, you know, sleep deprived, et cetera. So like, I'm able to go into the week with like a clear mind and like not overwhelmed.
2: Yeah. Like I've never hit, like hit like a bus on like Sunday and I suddenly have to like buy all my groceries, do laundry, finish a task for work do this and do that. Like I do it throughout the weekend to like mitigate that like Sunday scary mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, the next two ones that we got a lot of questions about are like diet culture on college campus and binge drinking. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing. I always talk to my parents about this with New York, that just the different lifestyle versus the Midwest in New York. Like I get so many comments on my body when I'm in the Midwest about like, okay, you don't eat that much. Or why are you eating like spinach? You must just like, you should just eat a burger. Like all these kind of coded comments about like, you need to eat more or why are you, why are you running? Why are you exercising? So it's, it's weird. And then when you're in New York, everyone's like, says all the really toxic shit, like, oh, all I had today was a coffee. It's like, yeah, it's triggering in like very different ways. Yeah. And so I feel really out of touch with both of them. And I think now with, you know, I do go to like the little like workout classes and stuff in New York here and there. And so when I'm kind of around those people that do spend a lot on their, like their dispensing, dispensing disposable income, I'm going to say dispensary disposable income on really elitist habits. I just like have to kind of tone it out or tune it mm-hmm. out because I can't keep up with that lifestyle. But yeah, then when I go back to the Midwest, I feel so alien for like going on a run sometimes. I'm like, why can't I do that?
1: It's like you feel guilty for like doing what's good. Then also like you feel guilty for like not feeling like you're doing quote unquote like enough.
2: Yeah. Like New York, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Like there's so many people that are really into fitness and also like a lot of it is like toxic too. So I'm just like, what is the fine line? And I think that I've kind of had this too, like personal journey. Like, am I, is this good intentions behind this exercise or is this for me to like, make up for something that I think I did before well, and also
1: it's like too it's like everyone like you know is very like performative and like how yeah. they like go about like expressing their wellness on social media so like they could say like oh yeah I like I love like working out and like if they only post about social cycle you know you can like assume they're like oh that's like all they do they just like do like five spin classes a day but also it's like we actually have like no idea how much like movement people are doing I think that's like what's really like damaging and like scary about like social media is that like it's so easy to like compare but it's like you don't even know like the full story and so that's why it's like I can't even like really even like go there as like a source of like truth yeah. because it's like none of it is true.
2: Yeah. And also like, if you think about it too, like now that someone, or if you're thinking about how someone is posting, like I don't post everything I do most yeah. of the time because it's like the photos I take look like shit. <laughs> i when I always talk about like, oh yeah, I could share more of like what I'm eating, but it like looks like garbage. And I'm just like, don't care to show it to yeah. people. So then I think when you're, you're projecting onto a stranger, like YouTubers, vloggers, influencers, anyone. Yeah. Like by definition of just like life, you're not going to show every single moment. And so I think as you get older, you like t- tend to fall, follow, follow that stuff less. Cause you just like care about your own habits. Like that's kind of how I've had to do build running is that like the only person I'm competing against is myself. I don't want to have to compare my habits and what I eat before my run, what I eat after my run to other fucking people.
1: And that's kind of why I just like sort of keep like my, like, workout and like kind of like my like wellness stuff, like kind of like alone and like, yeah, like I'll share products here and there, but I'm just like, I like, just like kind of need to stay in my own lane and like really just like focus solely on like how this like benefits me and not like compare myself to others and I think like that's like really the only way you can kind of
2: like break from like that like toxic relationship with whether it's like food or exercise and I think another point I want to make too like as much as I love giving advice this podcast is very much our opinions about health and wellness I think Geneva can be a little bit of a tricky place too when you guys are going there for like questions and advice about very specific things what supplement should I take and then a stranger across the globe is giving you advice on that like on my TikTok I get so many fucking questions. Like Kate, what supplement should I take in a day? And I'm like, I actually have no idea what you eat every single day. I have no idea if you are deficient in anything. I know, I don't know how much you move. I don't know like how, like how much you have to spend on wellness products. And so you need to figure that out for yourself. Like, we just need to like throw you guys in the deep end and like really analyze what the fuck you're doing. Just because your favorite like influencer is buying like poppy prebiotic soda does not mean you have to, and does not mean that it's going to fucking help you.
1: Like we we definitely want to provide like some information like support and like kind of help guide you. But I ultimately at the end of the day, everything is like so individual that like you have to ultimately like make the best decision for yourself. And yeah, it can be hard when there's like so many products, so much like conflicting evidence. And so I think like we try to like weed through and like comb through you know, all like that garbage that we do get thrown at us. But, and I think that just like comes with like growing up and like trusting yourself more and like being able to like make those decisions, but it can be
2: like super scary for sure. Yeah. And I think the next part of this is about drinking. So I'm someone like, I didn't really drink in college at all. I never went to parties. I was always like kind of scared. I think I, you know, I was scared too. Like my mom was a volleyball coach. And so she dealt with like helping kids get placed into college recruiting wise. And I just always heard, my parents always just kind of scared me that like old boomer mindset of like, if there's a photo with you with a red solo cup, like your employer not going to hire you, like you're going to get rejected from college. Like there was this scary story when I was a junior in high school, I was antisocial Spock. I didn't go to parties. I was never invited to a party, but there was this one summer where all of these kids that were seniors going to college, they were all accepted to college already. They all got busted for underage drinking. Half of them were all going to really elite schools like University of Virginia, Harvard, Yale. And you have to report if you have an underage thing on your transcript. And so like half of them got their admissions to their dream schools rescinded. I was just ingrained with that since I've been 14. I think like this fear that it was somehow going to fuck up my future if I drank underage. So I never did, even though my parents were probably just like, didn't, like, they probably wanted me to go party and be a fucking idiot more, not be so straight edge. I just never got into it. I think it is like a fear thing that I was like, I don't feel comfortable drinking around strangers. I feel like I'm not going to get home safe or I'm going to pass out or something like that. So I didn't really drink. And the only time I drink now is on like first dates. And you know, now I'm in my inevitable celibate era. I have no desire to go back on dating apps. And so I don't really buy alcohol. Um, it's like a cost that I just don't really care about. I don't feel anything from it.
1: I mean, I feel like it's like kind of sad to drink alone. And since I don't hang out with people, like yeah. I'm not going to like go and like buy a bottle of wine. I mean, I feel like I got drinking out of my system in high school. And I think just like having so many experiences where I did feel like shit and like hung over, I kind of realized like oh wait, I don't like this feeling. I think like once I like moved to New York and like I had to like work on the weekends and do what, do stuff. I was like, oh wait, like I actually like need to like feel well. So like I'm capable of of like working and just like, you know, doing my homework and like not feeling like crap. And so I think because of that, I just like learned how good it just like feels to not feel like shit. And that's kind of like, you know, when you're like never sick and you do get sick, like I'm always like, holy shit, this This is like the worst. And so I think it's just like, again, setting myself up for like success whatever that means that if that just like means like being able to like get through my day and like I just like I hate feeling like shit so, Like yeah. that's why I like don't really drink and like it does kind of like I'm also just like a lightweight so when I do drink I'm like well I know this is gonna like kind of fuck me up in yeah. some
2: way yeah and I agree I think too this is the next point where we're about like FOMO with COVID Um, I felt this throughout the pandemic, like when it started to become more safe to go out. And I kind of noticed that friends that were, or acquaintances, like Emma's my only like real friend, um, but people that I kind of knew were like going to social functions or going out. And I would tap on their Instagram story and like see people were at Mm -hmm. bars and clubs again. I was like, oh my God, I've been inside in sweatpants for a year. This FOMO that I've never really felt. I feel so escalated. This idea that we've been sitting inside, I'm ruining my twenties. There's this whole mantra of like I'm, you know, you, you peak in your twenties. It's the hottest part of your life. And like, fuck this COVID I have to stay inside. Right. Not in like a right wing, like Republican way, <laughs> like we're going to go like go against mandates, however, but once it started to become safe, I think people had this idea that like, oh my God, stuff might get locked up again with the new variants. Like I have to go out, I have to go out. There's never going to be an opportunity to go out again. And I felt that way too. Like in the early fall, I was kind of like, fuck, do I just go and go out to these things just to know what it's like to be a young person. And I think it deeper down there's this whole mentality that you know don't age if you have gray hair it's ugly wrinkles are ugly I want to peak like as I don't ever want to like peak when I'm young like I want to be cool when I'm 30 I want to be cool when I'm 40 I want to be cool when I'm like 70 you know and I think that's another toxic thing that people feel like in order to maybe, I felt this pressure with dating that I'm like, oh my God, if I don't meet someone when I'm 25, I'm fucking cursed and I'm never going to get married one day. And I think that pressure is on women specifically that like, you have to be so hot when you're in your young twenties mm-hmm. that I think this pandemic has also made people feel so alienated socially. It's either like, I'm not going to go out. I'm just going to like turn off my phone and go meditate in the woods, or I'm going to be in this whole like scene culture and wear my Ritzia Melinda pants, whatever the fuck and do that whole thing. Um, so I think that's another thing that's like made it really hard to focus on like what habits make you happy and like try not to feel the fall, um, in the pandemic. Yes.
1: And then that kind of gets into like, you know, social media, I think is like the biggest thing where I think like this contributes to like being wellness as like a young person with like normalizing of like eating disorders. And I think so many who have recovered, it can be like a very like slippery slope and like very triggering. I think like how wellness is kind of, um, almost like marketed towards everyone is very much like this like aesthetic vanity kind of like way where it is like very much like eating disorder like has many undertones of like eating disorders or like
2: disordered eating and I think it gives people problems they never really Mm -hmm. had I think even when I felt recovered I think then there's like a new diet or lifestyle thing that it's like kind of gets me back to this weird mindset about like I'm doing something because I don't like my body or I'm doing something because I want to restrict like even though the, the the behavior on the surface, whatever restrictive tendencies or like weird eating disorder tendencies that are bad, you've had they come up in new ways. Like, I feel like it's some sort of like a root vegetable and there's like new sprouting seeds that are different things because like I, you know, I went to recovery and I was recovered, came to New York, whatever. And then one summer when I went home, I was just in this terrible state. And I got like into this huge exercise addiction was over exercising. And I never had that before. Like I fucking hated running. Like I didn't want to work out more, you know, that wasn't my eating disorder before. So it, a new thing came up for me. And I think that's always the scary part about recovery that like, to be honest with you girls, like we live in a society, like literally everything is going to trigger you. Mm-hmm. Like it was triggering for me when these like fucking blue collar dudes were like, Oh, you guys finished all of that. Like, like, yeah. What, what, did I kind
1: of second guess and like feel like weird?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do? And that's also what I literally hate about social media. I think there's a lot of these like quote wellness gurus that say like, you got to clean up your social media feed and like, whatever. It's like, you honestly you can't control what other people do to yeah because extent. then when
1: you go out into the real world and someone does say like something so flippant like yeah you're gonna be like holy shit yeah like you I have, have to sh- develop thick skin and unfortunately like yeah it's like hard and I don't think like I will ever like feel like comfortable and safe in many situations unfortunately but yeah. like and like, yeah, I could probably work harder and like fix that. But also it's like, I just like know that like, I will be uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: I think like 80% of your life, you know, the people you follow on social media, if you're in college right now, mute the people that give you FOMO. That is the biggest thing that I did that gave, that made me feel better. Like when I was a freshman, I remember that was the point where I felt like I really had to figure out what the cool places were in New York. Cause I'd only been here for a little bit. I was like, what are all these nightclubs, like tapping into the stories, like seeing the location, I just started muting all of those people and they floated away and away and away. And by my junior year, I was never seeing these people. And so I stopped feeling FOMO to like hang out with a random group that I wasn't fucking friends with. This is the next thing. So you can control your social media feeds. You can control what your, your media you're consuming and the lifestyle you live. You can control your intimate relationships to a degree, right? If someone says something you don't like, and they're a very good friend, you can figure out a way to nip it in the bud. I've had plenty of conversations with my mom, my sister, just saying like, you can't do this. You can't do this just please respect me and like talk about it this way because this triggers my eating disorder, whatever. People at the end of the day, love you for you and they don't want to trigger you there are some fucked up people that will just say stuff to be harmful, but that's not a friend anyways. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you have an enemy. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you have toxic family members or people you might have to keep in your life or like coworkers that say triggering things and you don't feel like you have that boundary or like you can create a boundary with them. Um, it does get easier with time. And I think you find new ways to rephrase it. A lot of what I do, because I am like someone that if I have a serious conversation, I will just break down in tears. Same. Every time I try to bring up something like this, I just start crying. And I've, I've really kind of tapped into my sensitivity more like in the past years but when i was like 17 and 18 and i like told my mom like i think i have an eating disorder when i was 17 i couldn't spit out the word i could not spit out the word i just started crying as soon as it happened and i couldn't it felt just so minimizing. Cause I really like that. I'm like a strong speaker. I've worked on public speaking a lot and feel like I always have a coherent storyline. So when it gets to something that I really care about and I just fall apart, I'm like, fuck, like I failed, like I failed to convey to my point that this is a serious thing that I want help on. Right. And so whenever I've had to bring up boundaries with people, one thing that I do that I like learned in public speaking, when I did model UN in high school, talk to yourself, stare yourself in the eyes in front of a mirror, like talk to yourself and it's, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of weird, but you're looking at another person yourself. And even if you start like crying at yourself in the mirror, it might feel awkward, but that is something that's really helped me like have a one liner that I know I'm going to say whenever an argument or a conflict comes up. Um, Cause it is really hard if you're on the spot and you want to just like project this huge wound you have, or like a pain point you have, you do have to kind of practice it like a robot. Um, so I think that's one way that you can kind of fix that. But like I was saying, of your life is going to be the media you control, the people that you do like and like you, so you can regulate that. But 20% of it, you're going to go to a restaurant. There might be calorie counts on the fucking menu. I hate when they do that. (laughs) Peanut butter, it says how many calories are in it. People on TikTok, there's going to be stupid shit on your algorithm, right? Like I could be triggered by like 20 things in a day. I almost would love to do that as a social experiment, like write down like everything that triggers me in some sort of way but like that's life and that sucks. And it sucks that all of us have had some sort of disordered relationship with food, but I think that's a growing point. Um, you're going to be a stronger person if you can figure that out. And yeah, it's, it sucks, but eating disorder, diet culture, it's all out there. Yes. And
1: then like, kind of like, I think again, like having family members who like maybe don't really understand or like relate to you. Like I know it's gotten better, but I feel like whenever I would go home in college, my parents would always just be like, I'm like what? like, what are you doing? Why are you like buying these like weird things from the grocery? Like, why are you yeah. eating like your weird, like oatmeal or like, sometimes like my family would comment I'm like, Oh, your breakfast is like so big and everything. And it's yeah. like, these are just like, this is like how I operate. Yeah. And I think it can, it can be like really hard to like, you know, when you go home, you obviously like want to partake in like family things and like, you know, have family dinners and like do everything. And I think like, one thing that I've had to learn, like, growing up is just, like, I can't be so selfish and, like, have everything my way, and I think, like, having to just, like, allow myself, like, the freedom to just, like, okay, you're just going to, like, enjoy, like, having dinner with your grandparents. Like, I'd always, like, freak out so much whenever I, like, get dinner with my grandparents and then I would like have to like order something from like the menu, like from the side option, because like I was still vegan at the time and they'd be like, Oh, like why are you just ordering like French fries and spinach? It's, like, cause this is like literally like what oh, okay. I can kind of like eat, even though like it's gotten easier now that I'm like not vegan and everything, which I think has been like a huge, like thing that has like helped me kind of like get through like the whole like the social aspect of like eating out. Yeah. But I think just like, yeah, like having like family members, you know, when you're not around them all the time, like you are going to like grow and change. And so when you go back and like see them, they're not going to, like, they're going to, like, obviously be, like, very surprised and caught off guard if you're, like, doing different things. It's, like, the last time that they saw you, like, that's what they're going to associate you with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, like, again, like, yeah, like, Sh- explaining your like wellness, like how you eat or like operate as like a human is just like so
2: difficult. And I think too, the biggest part that's made it easier. Cause I've had that same dynamic, mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, you're eating so much. You're like, why are you eating this? Or like, mm-hmm. why don't you try to eat this and stuff? And, um, the biggest thing that I think has helped me is having a justification for your habits. Yeah. I think obviously if you're starting to take a supplement or you're doing any routine, you should know why you're doing it yes. point blank. <laughs> like you shouldn't just start taking chia seeds because you want to, and then just like be spending money on that. So I hope that all the routines and habits you have, there is some reason for it. And I think finding a way to voice that to someone, um, like my mom cares a lot about like health and wellness. And so I'll often like bring up different supplements and stuff I'm taking to her. Like my dad is literally just like, (laughs) it was funny. He was like, just post about some, some, the, the weird, like green powder you drink on TikTok one time. Like he, he is so doesn't care about it at all. Right. Like super masculine, just like, doesn't care about the type of shit. But I will talk to my mom and be like, oh, I took this supplement because it's more bioavailable than this one. And this is why I justify the cost here, whatever, whatever. So figuring out kind of like how to talk to people about it, because like some people are not going to give a fuck. Like my dad's just like, do they have any vegan shit at this place? And I'm like, yeah, they do, dad. We can eat here. It's good. Um, And I think just curiosity, like I kind of think about like we probably spend a lot of time thinking about health and wellness generally, Mm -hmm. right? Stuff that I don't think about. Let's think like my hair nails, a car, my mortgage, like diapers for a child, you know, if my aunt, like one of my cousins was just talking about like her mortgage and like her child for a very long time. And then when the conversation flipped on me, like they were just asking about my eating habits. Right. So it felt like it was like a personal attack almost that I was like, why do we care so much about it? But it's like, I also have prioritized this in my life. So it is like a talking point for Mm -hmm. other people to project onto me. Like I would never ask my dad about like, What's your makeup routine? But I would ask him about, like, what is this work thing like? So I think just not being on the defensive is like something that I've had to work on, and I still, it's a struggle point for me. but Yeah, I think that's like a, a difficulty of explaining. And I also think with, we were talking about earlier, so we're no longer vegan, but there are difficulties of like eating on a restricted diet with you, if you have health issues, right? Like I'm imagining the girlies out there that are like SIBO protocol, mm-hmm, early after like the FODMAP, FODMAP diet, yeah. like that seems like it is, you probably just are able to just not justify it, but explain it to people better. Like I have this serious diagnosis. Like I will actually have an issue if I eat any of this stuff, but I think when it's like I'm trying to be vegan or I'm trying to be paleo or keto or whatever you're trying to to do um that's going to be harder to like have the conversation so yeah and then the next thing we get a lot of questions about dating and wellness oh brother (laughs) brother (laughs) um so i it always comes up you know i have some screenshots of like funny dating texts like the guys that i'm with always will like text me a photo be like is this a good supplement? Or like, is this a good kombucha? And I'm like, wow, I actually hate myself for making all these straight men healthier. <laughs> like, that's like a funny, like a trait that I've noticed that all these guys so get So many, healthier. They are, uh, they're always like, oh, I bought magnesium because of you.
3: I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, our,
2: like text, our text on our gravestone of like, my gut is healthier because of Kate Glavin. Like, okay, cool. Good for you. But I don't know. I think Emma and I are so open because probably we view health and wellness as more of a job for us. So it feels yeah. like it is like a little bit more um of something we can communicate about but I think in my earlier days of health and wellness I did feel insecure kind of saying like I'm vegan <laughs> like I, was, I feel
1: like I would always like downplay like how much I cared about like how much I knew wellness, or how much I knew to like people just I like, wanted to like come up as like cool. cool and it's like there's something cool or sexy about like going to bed at like 9 30 p.m and like taking a multivitamin drinking apple cider vinegar water
2: yeah and I think with guys like we've we've kind of talked about sorry my demented computer we've kind of talked about how I think a lot of guys and gym bros like normalize a lot of like disordered eating behaviors like if you looked at what like girls versus guys are doing like a lot of the things guys are doing don't get begged for like being eating disorder behavior so like I've had a lot of experiences on dates where guys will be like oh yeah, I intermittent fast every single day. Or like, I don't eat any carbs. And it just seems like the most normal dude ever. And I'm like, where the fuck did he learn that habit? You know, like here I am shielding the fact that I know what like bioavailable supplements are. And then this guy is just off the cuff talking about like intermittent fasting. So I think always bring it up. Like if it is a part of you, it's going to come up anyway. And it is kind of weird if you like, don't feel, I don't know if you're hiding anything on a date. It's and I think it's important to, to like
1: bring it up too, because I think like, if you don't, then like some, like, Anxieties are going to then like get like exposed to them, or like you might like freak out, like if you know they want to like get dinner somewhere, or if like et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's like important to bring up because then, like, if it is such a big part of who you are, like, you know, that can kind of be like, you know, a pillar that like maybe someone will be able to get behind, and maybe something that like some person like just doesn't care about. And like, if there's someone who's not going to be able to respect that. Then like,
2: obviously do you want to be worthwhile? Yeah. I think if you're dating and like, you're not really in this stage where you're like looking for anything serious. Like when I first started dating, I didn't really care what the guys like lifestyle habits were like. Now that Emma and I are older, like we're both like looking for like our, who we're going to marry one day. Like we're just like done with the whole casual dating. And like, I, I don't, I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to commit. I'm just trying to get married. I'm trying to find someone that I can just like live with and like vibe with. And like, we have very similar lifestyles and everything. So I feel like I'm at a point where like so many lifestyle factors are non-negotiable for Mm -hmm. me. It's not like you got to be like eating sea moss,
1: but you need things that like, you know, that can be like compatible with someone else. And like, they, they, they need to be able to like, you know, step up to the plate and like be able to like get a Get behind your like
2: lifestyle practices. Like when I first started dating, I never had the intention of like, oh, I want to move in with someone day, someone one day. I would like, let's imagine me, us going on a vacation together. Like, how would we both structure that? You know, like I, for example, if I was going on a vacation, I would go somewhere that had a kitchen and I would like grocery shop to cut costs for like half my meals. And then the other half I would eat out. Like I would try to go on a walk every single morning. Like you kind of, as you get older with dating, you like try to find someone that is like fitting into your life to agree. Like dating is a little bit selfish. Like it is like you are a puzzle piece is like finding each other. But like if I had someone and they didn't want to do half that shit, yikes, how would I get married to them? How would yeah. we even live together? Like if they're gonna postmates every single meal and like grocery shopping is one of my favorite oh. things, like it might just not fucking work, right? Um, I never thought about this stuff until recently, until I seriously like analyzed like what a partner would be, you know, what would make a good duo? And it sucks because Emma and I talk about this all the time. Like, if you think about someone made a good analogy on TikTok, like a puzzle piece. If someone is very not boring i'm not going to say that but just a very straight shooter they're like a square right if you have a lot of weird interests if you drink alternative milk and like listen to this fucking podcast you're probably a little bit of a weirdo your puzzle piece is probably like a 13 sided piece puzzle piece to find someone to fit that it's going to be really hard Mm -hmm. dating has been such a fucking struggle like if i'm going to be dead ass honest like i have tried to mold myself into being that square so guys would like me and now i'm at this point where i'm just like Wow, I'm going to be alone because I am so weird. If I'm dead ass honest about who I am, that's scary. And you might be in that part too. Like, if you've never had your first kiss, never had any dating experiences, you're in college, you feel like you're a late bloomer. But I don't know. I would rather be with myself and my whole self than be with someone and have to water myself down for half my. Well,
1: then it'll be like obviously, like everyone will find someone. It'll like feel more special if if you do like allow yourself to be who you are, and then like allow yourself to like wait for like that other like special unique figure to like find you as well yeah
2: and I don't believe in any of that shit like it's gonna happen to you when you're not looking (laughs) bitch I haven't been looking frankly (laughs) so shut up um I think getting off TikTok dating advice is a big thing like that just because someone else said like here's what your hinge profile should look like you know yourself the best Mm -hmm. um I think Emma and I bounce each other's ideas off about dating but we keep saying back to each other it's like you are the only person that has experienced that exact experience with the other person Mm -hmm. you were dating. So like, I can't really give you advice. I can give you like a second pair of eyes. If like that guy's like a fucking red flag run away, but you have to like learn that. And it's dating is practice. I think I wish I was told that earlier that like every experience is like a worthy experience. Mm -hmm. Heartbreak is helpful, whatever the fuck. Um, back to more wellness stuff. Mm -hmm. So This is another question we get a lot about a lot of people talk about this um, wellness is being the super expensive elitist thing.
1: It is if you like fall for the that girl aloe yoga aesthetic and like granted, yes, even if you don't, it can still be expensive. But I think it's just like justifying and like cutting back in certain areas to be able to afford certain
2: things if they like truly are value to you. Yeah. Um I think you could look and once again I think thinking about health and lifestyle choices through a very individualistic manner is really stupid. I'm like I'm not going to judge someone for going in an Uber that was 50 dollars of the weekend. That's how they want to spend their money, not my fucking business, right? And I think since Emma and I have this podcast, we get a lot of eyes. I know I do as well. I get DMs like How can you afford ritual multivitamin? How can you afford this? Like your lifestyle just must be so elite and pretentious. Once again, the internet, very one-dimensional. You're not seeing what I'm not spending money on. I've Ubered three times in my life, twice to the airport. Um, I don't have a friend group. I never eat at a restaurant. Like there are ways that I'm cutting back, you know? And like, you guys don't know how much money I might make as well. And so when we give like, hey, here's the supplement that I take. It might be out of your price range, right? Like I couldn't afford to take all the supplements until recently, And I think the way that I justify it, like I was thinking about this when I was doing stuff for Athletic Greens, like it's $3 a day for Athletic Greens. Like I was looking at it, I'm like, holy shit, it's $90 for a month. But if you're going out and getting a coffee every single day from Starbucks, good for you. Like that's how you want to spend your money. But you also could get Athletic Greens if you wanted to comp that for a different lifestyle habit, right? So they are choices. And I, you know, we do understand that there are food apartheid and food deserts across America. You create, yeah, barriers. Yeah, and then another bigger point is that like, foods that are quote, more processed in nature are going to be subsidized by the government. Like any sort of like fast food, that category, um, processed snack foods. Yeah. Those are a lot cheaper than going out to the farmer's market. Like I fucking know that <laughs> like going to Trader Joe's is like a decently expen- inexpensive experience in my opinion for gro- for, um, fruits and vegetables and stuff. So like there's obvious ways to cut costs. You could buy all frozen, which I do for most of my produce, Um, the, you know, the vitamins and multivitamins and stuff only take what you need. Um, don't eat out all the time. Don't do a juice cleanse. Right. So don't buy like random, like adaptogens. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's definitely ways to make it more affordable. I think another thing that I do, like, I kind of joke about this, but it's like, I was thinking about my food, like, okay, I have like potatoes that were super dirt cheap. And then I have like a $15 nut butter. Like that maybe doesn't equal out, but in my head, it's like, okay, like, yeah. My sourdough bread was like a loaf for this much. My eggs are so cheap. Um, so there are ways to cut costs. I think it, it just gets in this territory. If like all of your food is from the air one hot bar, but yeah, that's expensive. And I don't think that's what wellness is. And I think that's what Emma and I are trying to get past. Like I felt super unwell when I was doing all of this like fancy stuff. Yeah. Like when I had all the protein powders and the adaptogens and dust, like I still probably was like depressed and sad. Like, capitalism, like just spending your money doesn't like put a band-aid over like how you actually feel. And so like having Emma, having the podcast, having the community, like I feel well because of those factors, you know, I could not take my supplements for a month. Who knows what actually would happen to me internally, but I could just eat like potatoes in the forest with Emma and I'd be so happy. Right.
1: Yeah. And like wellness is like, it means so much more than like what is in your pantry. And I think like, that's like something that like a lot of people forget about. It's like more than like the, you know, yoga sets that you're wearing and like the powders that you have in your pantry. It's like there's so many more layers to it yeah and I think like another thing too is like just don't eat out yeah <laughs> like, literally cook your own food like I remember like I would always be like the only person like at like it my internship very and yeah. like at work like packing my own lunches when like everyone else would like go to sweet green and like yeah I just like wouldn't go with them to like go and eat that and it's like well because I want to be able to like a just like I, if I have food in my apartment I'm going to make it yeah and eat it so that I can then afford to like yeah have my protein powder or like get like a nicer nut butter And, like, yeah, that can can maybe, like, limit you at, like, having certain, like, you know, social experiences, but I think, like, you can still connect with people, like, in other ways, and that's why I am grateful for, like, Geneva and having someone who's so like-minded, like, Kate, because it's, like, at least, like, they get it and, like, understand I can still feel, like, connected even if I'm not, like, actually, like, proactively, like, hanging out
2: with, like, them. Yeah, and I think, like, the the first part of this podcast, Mem and I were talking about, like, friend groups that would always be, hanging out and having to prove that they were friends through, through spending disposable income. Mm. I think Emma and I have the best times. We're just walking around for free, like fucking idiots. And sometimes we don't even talk (laughs) Yeah, literally like half the walk today. We were just both like staring in space. But, um, I think a good friend is someone that gets it. Like I've had to kind of say that with some people that are like, Oh, do you want to go to this restaurant? And I'm just like, Hey dog, I don't have $50 to drop this Saturday. Like we don't talk about money a lot in the country generally. So I think it is very awkward. It is very awkward. Like Emma was saying, I've had that thing with the coworker where like, it's so odd. All my coworkers when I worked in an office were like, oh my God, you pack your lunch every single day? I'm like, yeah, if I didn't, my mom would probably slap me and say, why did you just waste money and go get $17 at school?" Also, cream?
1: like, why would I want to pay $15 to get like IBS?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but um, I think it's just back to the point like people are good people. And if you shouldn't feel like you have to justify your habits so much, also another thing that I've been really internalizing is like, no one gives a fuck what you do. Do you remember what I posted on my Instagram story yesterday, Emma? Hardly. No, yeah. I don't remember your last Instagram feed post. So, like, all of this weird social media stuff, like, no one cares what your fucking feed looks like. No one cares what photo six in your photo dump looked like, right? Yeah. So, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry if you have to tell a coworker, like, oh, sorry, I can't go to sweet today. Like they're going to fucking forget about it and think about their own problems with their like boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like think about you. So just like really start to internalize that. And it's like, it's hard to have those first conversations. I felt like I was like a fucking loser from the Midwest that was like bringing my fucking potatoes to work, but like, it's fine. It is so fine. And I think it
1: makes it easier once you really like, oh yeah, I'm literally just another human, That like, yeah. I, I don't matter that much, but uh, like, yeah, that might like sound shitty, but it like, honestly, I feel like it helps me at least just like, remember that like, oh yeah, it's like fine that I'm just kind of like being a loser, wearing sweatpants, eating potatoes. Cause I'm sure there's like, well, there are, I know like thousands of other people from Geneva that are probably doing the same exact thing. And it's like, oh, well, at least I know I'm like, not actually like a total loser or like
2: alone in this yeah. experience. And it's also like, if you ever feel the FOMO and you feel like you want to go out, go out, yeah. put on makeup, go see what it's like. I do it. And then I'm like, well, I want to be in bed right now. Mm-hmm. I'm out there at the function. I'm texting I can't, Emma. Keep, up. I can't keep up. I'm making memes in the corner. So don't feel like you have to be in the binary of like, I'm a going out person or I'm a wellness person. You can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, You just got to learn more about yourself. Um, The next part I think Emma and I wanted to include was like our wellness flaws. Cause I don't think Emma and I try to be super cookie cutter. Once you guys watch the film of like how we actually live throughout the day, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Um, but some of the some of the wellness flaws, I think the biggest thing that I've struggled with is ever feel like I'm doing enough. I think I get in that mindset with New York with like workout classes and like, did I run enough today? Was I fast enough? Like that's an internal thing that still lives with me. And I think with food, I'm always questioning like, am I eating too much? Am I eating too little? out of a good place because I do not want to restrict myself I don't want my metabolism to get fucked up I don't Mm. want to lose my period but I just struggle I'm like do I need to eat like a full other meal or do I need to eat like less and so I think that's a weird like mental thing that I still really struggle with if I'm gonna be honest yeah I
1: mean I definitely feel like I struggle with a lot of like yeah am I eating too much or am I eating too little and I think like that's just like an area that like I kind of I've gotten better at and I think like this is actually like, I feel like the first time in a while where, like, I'm just like trusting myself and not actually like calorie counting. Like, I will admit, I have calorie counted for like a really long portion of my like life. And I haven't really like told that to people on the podcast. It's like, yeah. I don't want to give people like the bad impression. And I think like it's normal. And like, I don't think it's bad that like you and I like still struggle because it's like, I want people to know that like, yeah, like everyone struggles and like some people like, I don't, like, we always talk about how, like, you can't ever, like, fully be, like, well or, like, recovered, and, like, maybe some people can make the argument that, like, yeah, I know you fully can, like, recover and, like, be okay, but I mean, you know, it just, like, varies by each individual person, but I mean, I definitely feel like I struggle with, like, am I doing, like, enough in, like, my life, and I think that just, like, kind of comes down to, like, a part of, like, I have never, like, fit in with, like, really, like, a friend group or anyone, like, I don't really have friends, like, I have Kate, and, like, that's about it, um, and so I feel like in order for me to, like, prove, like, my value and, like, self- worth. I feel like I have to like kind of like perform and like do yeah. like the most for people to like know that like, oh yeah, like she is like cool and like doing things. And that just like comes from like, a point of like insecurity.
2: I do. Oh, me too. I think exactly. I feel like I have to perform to look a certain way. I had this internal monologue that like, I work out all the time and probably no one thinks that I can lift the two pound dumbbell. Like no one thinks that I'm athletic. No one thinks that I take care of my health and wellness. Like, I don't know why I feel like I have to perform an identity. And I, and think, I feel like
1: I have to do it because I need to like, since I don't go out and I
2: don't have a friend group, I feel like I have to be justify. like, well,
1: this is, I don't do that because like, I'm
2: busy doing this stuff. Yeah, I'm busy taking my magnesium, wishing that I could be carefree, you know, like sometimes... Um, and I think that's kind of where the memes come in. Like it is from a place of insecurity, totally like that. We are like, yeah, you know, I didn't feel comfortable declining the social invitation. So I just made up some excuse. Like I was texting guys, like, sorry, I'm film rolling my TV band, I can't really hang out tonight. Right. Like what is the underlying issue that I don't feel cool enough to go out? Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have the cool outfits. I don't feel like I'm pretty enough. I don't feel like anyone would want to be around me. I don't feel like a guy would hit on me at a bar. So it is, it is a place of like insecurity to have this more isolated introverted thing and i think also it's like
1: when you are like so introverted at least for me like i'm like i'm just socializing with my own thoughts all the time and so i think like it can get into like a really dangerous place where i just like start to like spiral and like question everything so it's like i think unfortunately like in order for myself to like i don't want to say like suppress like feelings but like in order to like suppress like unwanted thoughts i just like have to stay like really preoccupied and like something else yeah and like that like unfortunately like i'm not gonna like sitting and like just like being like i'm gonna be alone myself but yeah. i can't just like sit and like chill out like i have to be actively doing things or otherwise like my brain will like you know kind of scatter off into like different areas that like i don't really want
2: to like and everyone go into. and everyone goes to those dark places and like the one thing that i've helped with is like you know i'm going always say we're never gonna be chill we're never gonna do meditation that comes out of the insecurity that it's like deep down a lot of us are scared to be alone with Mm ourselves like I am scared of like the darkest and evil thoughts I have about myself and so yeah I'm gonna go on a run to forget that I like running obviously and I like drinking my magnesium and going to bed because I feel great the next day but part of it is it is hiding you know that's why people binge drink that's why people do drugs that's why people do it's
1: a way to cover up like the unwanted thoughts that you don't want to
3: experience yeah and the only
2: thing that's really helped me recently that I've gotten into in the new year is this one book called the artist's way and there's Exercise in it that you have to do. It's a 13 week book. It's like you read 10 pages a week and it has like different journal prompts. But the exercise that is like the most bitchy exercise in the book you have to do is called the morning pages. You have to sit down. The first thing you wake up, write three pages, stream of consciousness. One day I read it and it was like, my stomach hurts. I need to take a shit. And then it was like, I'm going to podcast later. Like, oh God, I, I hope that this goes well. I hope that I don't have like IT band inflammation. Um, I wonder why that guy goes to me. I wonder if this guy's going to text me, right? It's, it's very stream of consciousness, but it's helped me a lot to be alone with myself. Cause I, you know, deep down scared of myself. I always listen to podcasts. I don't want to have my own thoughts. I want someone else to give me a thought. Mm -hmm. But it is good to really be honest with yourself. And I think that's one thing that's helped me a lot with dating particularly is realizing patterns that you've had. It's a really scary thing. Like if you look at why did all these dating things not work out? Or why did all these friendships not work out? Or why did I have all of these jobs? Every single job I've had, I've hated Maybe it is a you problem. That's more scary to address, right? And if you want to beat the cycle and the habits, like you do have to change. And that's like the scarier part that, like, yeah, I got to change how I interact with the world. Like every time that I'm hangry and walking home, I can't just lash out at someone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the scarier part. And that's definitely like a wellness flaw that I have, that I think I am hesitant to be super chill and peaceful. Um, I know that I wish I could, I wish I could do yoga and hang from the ceiling and not give a fuck and just go drink my drink green juice and then go do this and be carefree and flow go with the flow but like i'm just scared of that for some reason right mm-hmm. um i think that's like honestly a lot a lot of the wellness flaws that Emma and i have yes. um the next one i said is a joke i'm like on tiktok till 11 p.m. um i just try to go to bed and my neighbors are really noisy and i just sit and scroll and my eyes are probably broken and you know the mind body green guy jacob wallcub whatever the mm-hmm. fuck is probably saying kate what are you doing um that's one of them and then also Emma and i uh just don't drink water sometimes. It's four hours and I just have not seen a liquid.
1: And for some reason I can down all the coffee
2: in the world, but when it comes the to water, water, I'm like, mm. I'm good. I'm going to pretend she doesn't exist. I need like a little like flavor thing, like the nude hydration tabs or something special. Uh, it's just a boring habit. It's the most rigid habit you can have, but it's just uh, pretty boring. Yeah. So that's the, that's the wellness as a young person. You know, Emma and I are still struggling. We might look on paper, like we're super girl boss i want you guys to
1: know that we're not we don't always have it together and we go through a lot of like the hard experiences that i'm sure all of you guys experience and i mean like luckily i think like geneva has like normalized a lot of like the uncomfortable things that it that comes with like being ultra like you know
2: hippie and like into
1: wellness and whatnot
2: but i think it is important to check yourself like if you are in this more isolated introverted habit like it is sometimes good exposure therapy to go out and do the things that are scary because you realize like one, do I actually like the habits that I'm living in this life? I put myself down or do I wish I could go out more? Like, how can I make those opportunities happen more for me? Or do I just damn wish I was with my magnesium and potatoes, right? You Mm -hmm. learn a lot about yourself, um, so the next the so, next section, some of you guys might not know this, but we're gonna do a live tweet reading. We've
1: done these in the hot girl summer episodes that we literally recorded in March of last
2: year, which like was not summer, not but timing. it was like you know, 70 degrees. So we thought it was summer. So climate change. But Emma and I, as we said earlier in the pod, oh yeah, our names, like vitamin E girl, miscitosis, whatever. We'll come up with new names and we'll think of them. But we're gonna redo some of our tweets. I'm not gonna read ones that are a little bit questionable, but we'll read the good ones. That are funny we think um a lot of it is me swearing and stuff Typically, yes um sh- i'll start um okay i said well i said i'm overdue for a random 30 year old man to terrorize me tbh what's a substance i can abuse that won't hurt my gut flora
1: ordering an isabel marant top off the real rule as i hold a weighted plank for two minutes they should make ashwagandha blunts awesome
2: is such a male gendered word Not too many people can say that they have the body of a swimmer. Uh, What else do I have? As a grown man, why are you ordering a custom salad?
1: The way coffee immediately tastes like garbage when it's made from dark roast beans. Wait, I
2: forgot that Trump was our president for every single day.
1: Always engage your core and always take the stairs.
2: Just eat walnuts and blueberries before you talk to me. Going to become an expert on blockchain and crypto tonight. Off to buy Selsen Blue for my uncured fungus, which is still uncured if you really want to know so sick of every hummus brand using seed oil in all caps <laughs> it's gonna be a meme um jaywalking to whole foods for psyllium husk listening to last friday night by Katy perry need to become a housewife so i can make bone broth all day is chicken pox even real
1: people on here need to become obsessed with overtraining or taking twenty-three thousand steps or like scrubbing dishes because i just saw six euphoria tweets in a row like shut up memes are essentially nfts
2: spirulina and protein powder are miracle drugs not emma and i randomly getting on a call with ty haney
1: i need to go somewhere warm
2: um what else do i have the drilling mouth emoji is so disgusting um i have a lot of just like screenshots of weird men sliding into my dms which i won't read
1: um just tried on the micro mini mu mu knockoff skirt at brandy melville and and i just typed in a bunch of random letters because it was a traumatizing experience
2: no offense, but can incels get a job besides direct messaging me photos of my face? That was from the West Elm Caleb saga. Rest in peace. That was terrible. Just bought the cutest little bundle of cilantro. Going to California and just hike all day, I think. Which, TBD.
1: Drinking peppermint vanilla tea with apple cider vinegar because I have indigestion from a bratwurst I just ate LMAO.
2: Next steps. Flee the country, delete social media, survive off of bone broth, become a gardener or something. That he, never happened, so don't worry about it. Hate to say it, but FKA Twigs is in her flop era. Which is very fucking true. That new album, garbage. I know. Like my Soul Cycle instructor plays it every now and then, but it's not um, good um i said i don't know what euphoria is
1: <laughs> i love being insane like today i woke up at 5 30 a.m to lift weights and i was the only woman in the city bike home and chugged green juice and ate 40 grams worth of protein and still managed to be the first person to log into work jesus
2: christ um i want to get married so i can take my husband's name and everyone forgets who i am which is very fucking true like that is a whole point where you can change your identity when you lose your maiden name if you take it um Not me ending up on a date with a crypto boy who eats keto. That happened. First two minutes of the date, he goes, "Yeah, I love keto, and I'm into crypto." Headphones are the modern day security blanket. Yeah, that is fucking true. They don't know I'm listening to a podcast about DNA and DNA methylation in my Nike tabby sneakers. Poog podcast having six ad breaks for a single 50 minute episode. True hag behavior. What the hell? Yeah. Do any of you guys listen to Poog? I've, I've listened to a few of the episodes um hmm. then I have a grocery list which is ketoconazole cream a camcorder and miso paste um not groceries but I needed some more fungal thing a lot of my tweets are about fungus I'm sorry I'm gonna um pre-workout is the blood of Christ and protein powder is the body of Christ I can't wait for my number one reply guy Andrew Howard to spew some nonsense so there's been this guy that has been a reply guy for me for like two years and he slides into every one of my stories and I just let him And he's like, why don't you follow me back at this point? I'm like, babes, I still don't know who the fuck you are. Oh, this weekend album sucks. I just want clips of the man from the radio station talking, which is Jim Carrey. But um, Ray Bar just, Ray's bar emailed me to collab. I declined it. God is just a boy in a Jesus costume. (laughs) I said, love my morning routine of three mad fit workout videos and a walk to FedEx to print off a Depop label. Hashtag small business. Had a five-minute conversation with a
1: woman in the locker room who was butt-ass naked about my puffer coat.
2: So I've just posted my first IG reel. I've lost any cool, gore- cool girl aura I may have had at one point. <laughs> Going to a pre-Vatican church where the women have to wear the sexy little veils on their heads is in for 2022. Just texted my mom at Adjustive Enzyme Brand. and She replied with a photo of my older sister getting her wedding dress fitted. <laughs> That's my fucking reality. Um, let's see here. When I get to be a total dork in my Speedo and Crocs, that is the real meme. Oh, this is a great one that Emma and I, um, I need to repent for the fact that Emma and I would put silken tofu in smoothies. What the fuck? What the
1: fuck? New York City is a beautiful city when you don't have a bunch of parts and students clogging up the damn place.
2: Yeah. Someone just called MNI Gen Z goop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Blank Street Coffee is a Ponzi scheme. That might not even be relatable. It's just this like coffee shop that has locations everywhere.
1: Um, listening to Christmas chill house music while eating cauliflower rice. What is going
2: on? Mm, love walking to Whole Foods, listening to an audiobook, about A1 casein versus A2 casein. <laughs> um, Everyone at the airport is such a little freak. <laughs> i don't even have any more good ones know what point are we in in december in december oh okay so this is a funny thing so everyone that's in my personal life knows that i have a reoccurring theme of men named max i have so many things with guys named max like i it was at one point where i would check hinge every single day when i was on dating apps my most compatible would be a guy named max and so one point it said my most compatible was a guy named maxton and i said new COVID variant dropped because <laughs> what the fuck um pairing my
1: wild caught I caught sockeye salmon with celestial seasonings Bengal spice tea if you know you know yeah if you do know you
2: know said so tofu feels performative at this point chia seed water feels very feminine and not even i as a woman would touch that <laughs> um i said i love archiving paid partnership content and then the brand reached out to me and said you can't archive that <laughs> um I said, I honestly had to be, stop being vegan because I couldn't be a sober vegan runner. Something had to give about my identity. Hate <laughs> hey,
1: when I'm in my luteal phase and have to eat the motherfucking sesame seasoned sunflower seeds. Oh, I'm sure I'm in my luteal
2: right now. Um, what else is there? Oh, I said, just bleached my toilet for a sneaky link. That was, that was my worst part of my dating. Everyone. LMAO got carded
1: for purchasing a Reese's beverage. I literally had to show my ID buying a Reese's beverage at the bodega. I was like, bro,
2: what, what is this? Yeah, that's weird. Some man just asked if we could hang at my apartment. Do I look like a rehabilitation center for broken as fuck men? Not my dad facetiming me during the clothing sale to ask me how to take a probiotic. Oh yeah, Emma and I had a fucking clothing sale. A few of you girlies went. Um. Anyways, I feel like that's all I got. What about you, dog?
1: Yeah, just kind of gets into Repentive. like other
2: randomness. Yeah, you know, it's
1: like the same four or five thoughts. Just like tw- I just tweet them in like different
2: ways. Yeah. Um. I'm back in November. This is way too fucking far. Oh, I have like a reoccurring thing with my neighbors that are like NYU kids and they're just loud as fuck, like jumping. So I tweeted them, hey, can y'all talk a little quieter? Thanks. They said, no problem. And I was gonna text them back, yeah, thanks. So absolutely nothing changed about the volume. Thank you for that. No. But I didn't. Um, so that was a lot of reading. That was um, a lot of reading. Um, Kate, okay, what are we gonna do now? We're gonna go to Kanji Village, but I'm debating what we change our names to. Like I kind of wanna be. I can't be anything with sea moss. I want to be like mackerel, Miss Mackerel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might be Miss Mackerel. That's great. I want to be psyllium has something though. It's so funny. What about you? Um, I might do something with like collagen peptides. Peptide pussy. <laughs> <I keep laughs> saying Peptide princess. Collagen. It's got to be like a weird name. Like I want to be like, what's like a weird ingredient or a weird supplement name? Like ATP atomization. Blah. Um, well, we'll think of something we're gonna post in some way. I actually have a great photo that I'm gonna, I just want to, to show it to you. This is literally you and me, <laughs> <laughs> it's a photo of two like baboons. <laughs> I'm gonna make this into a meme somehow, but yeah,
1: thank you. But anyway, Seamus Girlies, that
2: was this week's episode. We love you oh so much! Oh so much, and ha- you know, we hope that you guys care that the memes are back. This the video for introducing you guys to what supple is will be coming out soon, and we're excited to have you.